March 31st, 2016. This is the Hermetic Hour. I'm your host, Pope Runyon. And tonight we present a review of John Michael Greer's new translation from the Latin version of uh, the Imaginibus of Thabit Ibn Kura, which is titled Astral High Magic. Now, this book replaces an earlier publication translated by Christopher Warnock in the Renaissance Astrology List. Now, De Imaginibus is the technical side of Sabean elective astrology, how to make talismans. Babit Ibn Kura was the most famous of the Haranian astrological magicians. Now, we will also discuss the Sabean planetary magic and hermetic affiliations. And the surviving Mandanian cult claims to be preserving these Sabean traditions, along with works attributed to John the Baptist. Now, we we were first on the scene with Sabean lore, in our 1999 book one of the seventh ray, the Blu-ray, and with our translation from the German version of the Arabic original of the Sabean planetary rituals from Picatrix. And I'll try to read a few of them tonight. So if you want to know how to keep scorpions out of your house, among other things, well, tune in and we'll see how the Magi did it. Now, um, let me explain about this, keeping scorpions out of your house. Now, obviously, uh, there are a lot more important important things uh, than, than keeping scorpions out of your house, although that is important, especially if you're in an area where there are lots of scorpions. But uh, uh, Thabit um, um, has uh, the, the scorpion, uh, uh, the system for keeping scorpions out, uh, and he, he 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 calls it a, a similitude. Uh, in other words, it's a simulacrum. It's a template. Okay, and he's saying, well, all right, I want to teach you how to make talismans. Uh, you know, how to make talis- astrological talismans to, to keep the scorpions out of your house. But you could use the same uh, system and the same uh, procedures. Uh, for other things, you know, keep robbers out of your house or rats out of your house or or, or your mother-in-law out of your house or whatever it is you, <laughs> you want to use it for. So he uses the term, uh, well, the way uh, Greer translates it, he uses the term similitude, which is like a simulacrum. Uh, so that's what that, uh, basically that's what that means. Now, uh, let's let's talk a little bit first about uh, about the uh, the Renaissance astrology uh, list and, and their course and uh, and pick a tricks and get this uh, get the background of this this book uh, and <laughs> Christopher Warnock who is um, a, a Renaissance astrologer an expert on Renaissance astrology which which is essentially magical astrology elective astrology uh, Christopher Warnock has a uh, a series of books mainly based on based or extrapolated from Picatrix uh, which he publishes and uh, under uh, a what he calls Adocentian Press, and Adocentian is um, uh, was a um, a Hermetic holy city uh, in in mythology, and so Renaissance Astrology is the is the organization, and Adocentian Press is the the publisher and the publishers. And um, this series uh, he he has a series of books and a course in Renaissance astrology. Now, um, which, as I say, is primarily uh, derived from Picatrix and its, um, you know, and and, uh, and that, of course, the the the, uh, the core of Picatrix is the. Sabean, Haranian Sabean uh, planetary magic and and uh, and uh, astro astrological magic, 
the making of talismans. This is this is the core of Picatrix. Now, for those of you who don't know what Picatrix is, and I can't imagine anybody listening to this to the Hermetic Hour isn't familiar with Picatrix. But in, for those of few of you who who are not familiar with it, uh, Picatrix is the grand old granddaddy of all the magical grimoires, including the Key of Solomon and uh, the three books in, or, or four four books if you want to count uh, Fourth Agrippa of Cornelius Agrippa, and uh, and it's spelled P I C A T R I X. Now there's a lot of uh, speculation about what Picatrix means. Um, uh, it, 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 it's some people consider it the name of the writer, which it really isn't. Uh, but uh, and then it's also been called uh, uh, the Black Goddess and various things. But who knows what Picatrix really means? Although what it is is a essentially a uh, a textbook, almost what you might call an engineering manual for for celestial magic, for astrological magic. And uh, astrology, as we have said many, many, many times in this, on, this, on this show, astrology is the core of hermetic uh, science and practice. It's the core. And, and um, something that the chaos magicians have been trying to deny for quite a while, but, but it is the core of, of ceremonial magic. And um, Picatrix is is constantly paraphrased and and uh, and cited in in Cornelius Agrippa's uh, uh, four books, and they of course are the, the Agrippa and and uh, Agrippa is the you know the foundation of of uh, Western magic and Golden Dawn magic and and uh, and Hermetic magic generally, so. Uh, Picatrix was um, was compiled or written, and uh, and I can't say published because in those in back back in the ninth century, uh, the, the publishing was done by a bunch of monks uh, or uh, uh, sitting around in a scriptorium trying to see how many how many manuscripts they could copy. <laughs> and so, um, but it it. Uh, Picatrix began to circulate in uh, in the ninth century, uh, actually before, really before the Crusades, and uh, and it uh, contains the essence of um, of um, uh, well, I I hesitate to call it Islamic astrology or Islamic. Uh, um, Magic, because quite frankly, uh, magic was forbidden in, in Islam, still is, and and uh, yet uh, yet we do have. But the but the writer of Picatrix was probably not a Sabean. Uh, he used a lot of Sabean uh, material, of course, and Sabean systems and, and and all. And but he himself was was uh, probably an Arab scholar. And uh, it's been attributed to Magritte, but uh, then there are people who dispute that. They call him, they, so they call the author of Picatrix pseudo Magritte. <laughs> you know, that's a scholarly way of saying, well, we, hey, we, 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 if they claim it's Magritte, but it really isn't. It's just somebody else. Um, nobody knows exactly, as I say, who it was that compiled it, but but uh, that the Sabean material is the is the core of it and the essence of it. And uh, so let's talk about the Sabaeans and and Thavit, uh, Thavit, uh, even Korah, of course, is the the greatest of the Sabaean astrological magical wizards, and so we need to review that so you you, you understand what the what the uh, uh, real situation with the with, with the Islamic astrology really where it comes from and and uh, um, the Sabaeans, we really ought to technically call them the North Sabaeans. They were they were the 
astrologers and magicians that lived in a city which is now uh, right across the border in Turkey, right uh, above, it's right between the headwaters of the Tigris and the Euphrates. And and it's right right now right, right across the Turkish border. And unfortunately, I think the Turks are going to, they've been uh, preparing to flood it for quite a while to make a, uh, to make a reservoir out of it, which will be a terrible shame because archaeologically it's just, there's a lot of it still there. And, uh, and so there's been some, some salvage archaeology going on before the, before the, uh, the Turkish government actually goes ahead and, 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 and floods the area. Uh, Haran, which is mentioned in Genesis, by the way, it was very, very, very old city. And uh, Abraham, who founded all of the biblical religions, as you may recall, Abraham went from Ur of the Chaldees all the way up to, Har- to Haran on his way to Canaan the first time. And he stayed in Haran. And it even says in, the, in Genesis that he made souls in Haran. Now, we wonder what he, what's meant by that. Uh, uh, some people think that, that this was the origin of the whole Gollum story, that he was making souls in Iran. And, uh, or maybe he was making converts. I don't know. Uh, although uh, the, the Iranians were, at that time, uh, they were... They were planetary magicians because Haran, being one of the ancient cities of Babylon, was was called at that time the city of the moon god. And the city of the moon god, of course, the moon god was Sin, S-I-N. And, uh, and uh, so what, what kind of souls... Abraham was making in the city of the moon god. We don't we don't really know, but then he went on from there, of course, to, to down down to Canaan and then down to Egypt and then back to Canaan again. But uh, the Hyrenians, um the Hyrenians were were the stellar and 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 planetary magicians of ancient Babylon and. Haran, not only did it have temples to all the planets, and especially a temple to Sin, the moon god, uh, it, 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 uh, it had a, uh, astronomical observatories, and uh, these Haranians these were, the, were the, the founders, the original founders of, of, of astrology. I mean, they were, these, these, these people uh, were, um, they, they literally founded the, founded the, uh, the science of astrology. And, and uh, they, they kept wonderful records. In fact, uh, Ptolemy, uh, over in Alexandria, you know, who created modern astrology, uh, astrology as we as we have it today, he used he used their records over thousands of years, and and this is one of the reasons why uh, why astrology works. You know, we we those of us who are who are magicians and 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 astrologers, and I don't claim to be an astrologer. I, I you know uh, my my ladies my ladies an astrologer. And Sister Urania is an astrologer, but I am not. I am not an astrologer. However, I am a. I am a. Um, um, I'm a believer in astrology, and one of the reasons why I believe it is because these Sabaeans, these Iranians, um, they kept meticulous records, and Ptolemy, who could have created modern astrology back, you know, back. Uh, uh, around the time of Christ, a hundred years or so, I don't know exactly when Ptolemy, the the uh, the great uh, the great Alexandrian astrologer, I don't. There were several Ptolemies, and I don't know. Right now, off the hand, I don't I don't remember which which Ptolemy or what the what the actual time was that he created. He wrote the Almagest and the Tetrabiblos, and those are the two books. But 
both Almagast and Tecla Biblos Talmud depended upon records that the Heranians had kept for thousands of years. And this is why astrology works. It's a science. Believe it or not, it really is a science. Why? Because the way science works is you keep a record of an effect. You do an experiment or you, or you, um, or you observe a phenomenon and you, and you record it. And, and then uh, if you can replicate it, then you say, okay, this, this, this is how we do it. Uh, and and uh, I know that doesn't sound like science, but that is the way science works. And and so astrology really is a science, whether whether the scientists want to think so or not. And it's based upon the fact that the that, that the Sabaeans, uh, the Iranians, saved kept all these records, and and uh, and so uh, the house systems and and and, and the um, the aspects and and all of this, all of this, these astrological concepts, all derive from from a, a, a uh, synthesis of the effects from all of these observations. And, uh, and I know that, 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 that rational humanists don't want to hear that or they don't want to, they don't want to process it. But, that, but unfortunately for them, astrology is just as scientific as some of the, as some of the, the, of the science that, that, uh, that the rational humanists uh, are so fond of. Now, uh, why were the Heranians called Sabaeans? And why do we call them the North Sabaeans? Well, the reason for that is that there were South Sabaeans. And the South Sabaeans were uh, people who had lived uh, in the empire of, 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 uh, of Saba, and which was once ruled over by that that beautiful uh, grandmistress of original masonry, <laughs> the Queen of Sheba, and uh, and she was uh, she was the the queen of of, of of the empire of the South Sabaeans, and they of course lived down in in Yemen, down down at the bottom of Arabia, way way back. Uh, in, in uh, well around the time that uh, around the time that uh, I were almost as old as as as, uh, as the Iranians themselves uh, in in and that empire of of Saba it had a, it it comprised all of South Arabia and it extended into Ethiopia now. Um, a lot of people think that the Queen of Sheba, including the Ethiopians, they all they all say that the Queen of Sheba was Ethiopian. Probably not, but but Saba, where she did come from, uh, Ethiopia was part of their empire, and they, the South Sabaeans, were also worshippers of the stars and the planets, and very very similar to the Iranians. There was. Apparently, as far as we know, there was no connection. But you know that there probably was because they probably did correspond with each other. But they, the South Sabaeans, um, the South Sabaeans had a, a very tragic situation um, uh, happen to them, and we need to remember this. Uh, it has a lot, to, a lot to do with Islam. The South Sabaeans. The, uh, the you know the Queen of Sheba's people. They were before before Muhammad uh, rose, and I'm not going to say peace be unto him. I'm 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 just I'm, I'm tired of hearing that. Uh, with what's going on these days, I don't think he should be. I, I don't think he should have be very peaceful. But uh, the uh, South Sabaeans. Uh, were the most civilized people in Arabia. The rest of the Arabs were... <laughs> I, I'm going to restrain myself a little bit here and say they were just the rest of the Arabs just as savage as they are today. No, 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 let's, 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 let's just say that. Uh, but they, the, the South Sabaeans, they were the civilized 
uh, and cultured people in Arabia. And, of course, as I say, also extended over into Ethiopia. And uh, the reason why their, their, their land was so fortunate, why they called it Arabia Felix, you know, fortunate Arabia, was because in the mountains between uh, Saba and, and Mecca, there's a, there's a mountain range where they had they had enough rain, uh, enough rain to actually uh, fill up a very very big reservoir up there in the mountains above above Saba, and they had a huge dam, and this dam was this was back uh, this was back several hundred years before before the rise of of, of Islam. Um, you know, that would be about, uh, um, you know, maybe 300, 300 A.D., uh, around that time, around the time of Christ. They had this, they built this this huge dam. And this dam was one of the wonders of the ancient world. It was a magnificent piece of engineering. And it, and it contained this huge reservoir, which irrigated all of Yemen. Yemen right now is is a dust bowl, you know, and and and, uh, and uh, Saudis are bombing it out of existence. But it but it it it, uh, it had it was irrigated, and it was the gland of frankincense, of course, and and uh, and myrrh and, and what have you. But still, it was also a land of oranges and, and apple orchards, and, and you know, and and it was very 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 fortunate, very very prosperous. And as I said, very civilized. And the uh, but the dam unfortunately silted up over the years. It silted up, and just a few hundred years before before Muhammad uh, cleansed the Kaaba, the dam broke. It 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 broke, and and all the water was lost. And from then on out, Saba, the, the land of the Queen of Sheba became very unfortunate. It was no longer Arabia Felix. It was Arabia Unfelix. And it, 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 uh, but, however, the Sabaeans were so respected for their intellect and their, their civilization, uh, they still had influence in Arabia. Now, um, now the Sabaeans, of course, were pagans. And, and, uh, even though, even though Muhammad cleared out all the idols out of the Kaaba and uh, and threw them out, and those idols, you know, a lot of them were in the uh, were in the Sabaean um, pantheon, uh, and a lot of them were tribal. Were, 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 were the idols the idols of the, of the gods of the various tribes of the Arabs also? But even though. Uh, Muhammad did this, and even though he 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 uh, threw out all the pagan all the pagan gods, many of them many of them uh, gods that were in as I say in the Sabaean stellar and planetary pantheon, he had he did not want to actually stigmatize the Sabaeans. He he didn't want to so so three times in the Quran he stated. That uh, that the Sabaeans were to be exempt from forced conversion to Islam, and uh, and because he, you know, for well, primarily political reasons, he 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 didn't want to. He knew they were he knew they were intellectual. He knew they were scholars. He knew they were they were uh, they still had a lot of power with the people, and he frankly did not want to offend them. So so he he considered them people of the book. Now, what books? What books they they um, they considered holy? The Sabaeans considered. I don't know. They certainly not the Bible, but but uh, uh, so they. But they, so he specifically stated that they were to be exempt from forced conversion. Now this is important because. Um, what then happened was that that the Islam, of course, uh, took over Arabia, and 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 uh, and then it started to spread. And as we know, they they they, they spread Islam 
by the sword. They're still trying to do that. And uh, the uh, and they 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 took over uh, uh, most of Palestine and, and Syria and and. Uh, and uh, well, not Anatolia at that time. But not the, the, the Turks had were just uh, were just coming in at that time. So they 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 got into Anatolia. They they took over uh, Turkey. But when when one of these these warrior Islamic emirs with his army arrived at Haran, and his army drew up in front of the walls of Haran. And uh, the Iranians came out to meet them, and the Iranians, with their with their long black robes and their big tall stovepipe hats that they wore, uh, and they came out to to meet the uh, the Emir, and the Emir uh, gave him an ultimatum, and he said, um, "You, we're." We don't know who you are, but but if you we're we're going to and and they, they asked him who are you, and uh, well, he said, we're Iranians, and they said well well uh, what do you, uh, you know, what do you believe I mean what what's your what's your religion, and they said well we worship the planets and stones oh you must be you must be Sabians. Well, all right, we'll be Sabians if you if that's what you that that seems that's similar yeah, that's similar to what to what what we are, so we we'll we'll say we're Sabians. Now, uh the uh Amir, however, was not going to uh, settle for just that. So he said, Now, you're Sabians, you gotta be people of the book. So you're gonna have to have some books. Uh you're gonna have to have a holy book. And and uh, uh, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna be back in a year's time. And if you don't have a holy book, uh, then then you're gonna have to either be either you're gonna have to be uh, Jewish, Christian, or or we're gonna or you're gonna convert to Islam. You got your choice. So the Emir left, and uh, off he went on his uh, on his conversion crusade or whatever. And uh, the Sabians took counsel. And they said, well, uh, yeah, well, we're, we're going to have to be Sabians because uh, that's what we're closest to. And in, and they knew that, that, that Muhammad had exempted Sabians from forced conversion. But, the, but the Muhammad had considered them people of the book. So the Sabians... So well, what are we going to do for books? For, for a book, because these people they're going to be it's going to have to be. Well, it's going to have to be kind of biblical because that's what these people are. They're the Koran's kind of biblical, and they're and and they're lumping us in with Jews and Christians, and so uh, we better have ourselves a biblical book. So they settled on the Book of Enoch. All right, we'll use that. And these people were very very literate. They'd been over to Alexandria. They they uh they were they were very scholarly and they of course were aware of the south sabian uh, situation too but then they just said well let's 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 not you know we're closer to the, the to the commander of Hermes Trismegistus that's that's um, closer to what to, to us than the book of enoch so let's let's do that too so let's take the hermetic corpus and the book of enoch and we'll call those our holy books and uh they, so they adopted that. Well, the Emir never came back, but but they they went ahead and adopted uh, the Book of Enoch and and the, the Hermetic Corpus anyway as their holy books. And that right there, you could say in a way almost almost like uh, the the situation in Alexandria, where with the Gnostics and and all. And all. this this. This choice of the Sabaeans, the choice of the Hermetic Corpus and the Book of Enoch, this was one of the founding moments of Western magic. This is where this is one of the places where it got started, and and as when they picked when the, when the Sabaeans, with all of their astrological magical lore, when they picked Hermes and and uh, and Enoch as their avatars, uh, and. Now, 
from that, they were they were tolerated by by the by Islam. Now these people don't please don't get the idea that the Haranians were Sufis or had anything to do with Sufis. They didn't. Now uh, Idris Shah, uh, who is a Sufi, although a lot of Sufis don't claim he isn't, but Idris Shah. Uh, uses a lot of Sabian lore in his in his books, uh, and he's a Sufi. But most but but most Sufis don't have anything to do with the Sabians. Uh, Sabians were a separate bunch, and and uh, but because they were tolerated, and because they they had uh, they they had the 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 toleration of of um, Islam. They were the only people in 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 all the in, in in all the caliphates. They were the only people who were permitted to cast horoscopes and to teach astrology. And and uh, and the caliphs they became they became the 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 wizards and uh, and and the um, well and the alchemists too. They became they became the magicians and the wizards. For the for the caliph for the Islamic caliphs, uh, for Harun al Rashid and and, and uh, Mansur and all these, the 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 caliphs, caliphs. and and of course as we said, Thabit uh, uh, ibn Qura was was the most famous and the one who who wrote uh, who whose whose uh, uh, literary work uh, we we still have extant. Um, so uh, the Sabians spread out through Islam um, and uh, made their, you know, made quite a good living being being astrologers, and uh, they could they could do it. Then you understand, of course, about Islam. The same thing applies to Orthodox Judaism. Uh, although astrology figures heavily in the Bible, very heavily in the Zohar. Heavily, it's it's condemned. Uh, you're not supposed to. And the same thing with Christianity. It it, uh, it, it the astrology figures heavily in Christianity, especially in the Book of Revelation, and yet it's condemned. Oh, I can't do that. That's terrible. That's awful. Uh, uh, astrology is evil. We can't we can't do that. And and uh, why? Well, one of the reasons why is is because it is it partakes of idol worship. And one of the things that uh, that the the Imaginibus, even I want to pronounce it Thibet, but it's Thabit Ibn Korah. Uh, the Imaginibus is of images, and that's where the word you know imago, uh, the image, it, it derives from Latin. But what it really means is the book of talismans, the book of images, and um, the pictures. The the the, the Sabians uh, could use representations and pictures, and they constantly cited Hermes uh, for justification for this. Because, uh, as you know, in the Asclepius of Hermes, uh, Hermes defends the, the the making of idols, and uh, and that comes and and the making of idols that that actually have power. Filling them with what Barton calls solid fluid condensers, and and whatever uh, you um, uh, he also with, with astrological talismans the way the way Thabit describes these talismans they're they're images they're either little uh, little action figures made made of wax or or uh, or or their their or their pictures engraved on various metals. Uh, and and the, the, the image making in Islam and in Orthodox Judaism was forbidden. It was absolutely forbidden. So the the, the magic, if, if 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 the Arabs had any magic at all, and it's all magic of the word. And uh, the same thing with with uh, Orthodox Judaism. It's it's the magic of the word, and the word uh, may it, it, it possibly it may evoke visions within you, like Ezekiel's um, um, wheel and 
and uh, and uh, the in Merkava mysticism, the, the throne of God and whatever. Maybe you might get these visions, these visual images in in your mind, but you're not supposed to make them, and you're not supposed to have any representations of them. And that's but the Sabaeans being, you know, being uh, immune to to uh, criticism, they could they could do this, and and they could also teach it. Now, um, to get back to, to get back to Picatrix a little bit here. Picatrix was a it was you know it was written by by an Islamic author or compiled, and and most of the of the the magic in it. Are the, are the core of the magic in Picatrix are the planetary rituals of of the Sabaeans. Now, um, a little background history on this. Uh, so, in the ninth century, uh, Arabic manuscripts uh, of of Picatrix uh, were were uh, were extant. And uh, the, the 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 Arabs at that time were in Spain. This was before they got rid of Spain. You know, and the last Arabs were kicked out of Spain in 1492, the same year Columbus uh, landed in the Bahamas. And and uh, the, the, the it took that long to get them out. And uh, and. It, the the, the the universities in, in uh, Cordoba and, and in Toledo, those uh, Spanish universities back during the early Middle Ages, uh, this is where anybody in Europe that really wanted an education, they went to Spain, and many of the uh, the, uh, the instructors were 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 Arabs and also and, and also Sabaeans, and also uh, and also Jews, and so you had. Uh, in fact, if you wanted to learn Kabbalah and astrology and magic and all of these things uh, back in the Middle Ages, back in the 1200s, or all, you went to Spain. That's where that's where you where you went. Now, if you're, some of you recall, we did uh, we did a show on. Uh, in fact, we did two shows on Gerald Gardner's High Magic's Aid. And if you recall, the the two. Uh, the two young Saxon boys in in, uh, in I Magic's aid uh, uh, went to Spain and studied with the, you know they studied with the uh, the master uh, the master in Spain um, and um, yeah, that was what you did well well uh, Fabet Ibn Karah actually stayed in Baghdad he didn't go to Spain but 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 his but his book his book the Imaginibus certainly did and. Uh, um, Picatrix, the manuscript, was translated from Arabic Spanish, and then from the Spanish translation. By the time the Renaissance got going, the Spanish translation of Picatrix got translated into Latin, and then it got then it went into Europe. You know, in, in many, many, many copies. Um, one of which, of course, uh, the, the Italians, Pico della Mirandola, and got one, and and and, uh, and of course, uh, Ficino got one, and they, and and this, uh, uh, along with the Imaginibus. The Imaginibus, of course, is, is cited several times in Picatrix, but it also is a is a book on its own right. Uh, Small. It's only about seventy pages long when it's translated into English. But uh, uh, but Picatrix uh, then uh, Picatrix in Latin um, had to wait had to wait until just a couple of years ago to get translated into English. Uh, the 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 Arab the original Arabic version of Picatrix. Was translated into German in about 1962, uh, uh, and by uh, a grant from the Warburg Institute in London, 
and and the only people that that that, that wanted, wanted to do it were were Ritter and Plesser, and they and they were both German, and they said, well, we're not gonna, we can't, we we're not gonna translate it into English, even though the English paid for it. They they said, well, we'll do it in German. So they let them do it in German, and and uh, so that was the only Picatrix. Uh, uh, in 1962, that was the only Picatrix in a modern language, except there was this this uh, Latin version from the Spanish. And now the Latin version is important because the Latin version was the one used by European magicians, Agrippa, and and uh, and and all of the and all of the followers of, of you know. Of, of Pico and, and Agrippa and, and, and Campanella and all of them, they used the uh, the, uh, the Latin version of the Spanish version of the Arabic version. And that was uh, so. This Latin uh, this Latin Picatrix, um, uh, which I got a copy of years ago, and, and I struggled with it, and I could only I could only get uh, it took me a whole day just to do the first page, and and so I thought oh, I want to wait till somebody else does this. And, and uh, the uh, the uh, the Latin version was the one used by by the European magicians. That's why it's it, it's very important. Uh, and the Arabic version, however, uh, was as I say in 1962, uh, it was it was translated from Arabic into uh, into German. Now. Uh, I think I mentioned, just in passing, because a lot of people have uh, talked about this, that Picatrix is supposedly the origin of of Lovecraft's Necronomicon. Oh boy! Well, uh, in a way, it kind of is because uh, Lovecraft was fascinated by the idea of of uh, his old ones coming from from out in space, around in outer space, you know, like aliens. Uh, so he, he was fascinated with that idea. And also, if you've recalled in Lovecraft's uh, stories, he a couple of times mentions the, the cult of the cult of starry wisdom. Well, that that certainly the cult of starry wisdom certainly would be would be the Sabaeans, both north and south, uh, or survival of them. And interestingly enough, the Mandanians. Um, who uh, the Mandanians uh, claim to be the uh, related to the Sabaeans of Iran and to be preserving this tradition, and they're still alive and they're still going. And uh, and uh, we haven't contacted them yet, but we know, but we we know they're still they're still going. I hope I hope they aren't getting uh, the same treatment that the Yazidis are getting over over in uh, that part of the world, um, because you know I'm. <laughs> I don't imagine that 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 Baghdadi thinks very much of them, um, so we'll hope they survive. Anyway, <coughs> the um, uh, so Picatrix in Latin uh, was the uh, was the one the European magicians were using, and that was from the Spanish, and the Spanish was from was from the original Arabic, and uh, now. Uh, the the uh, the German version um, was, of course, in the Huntington Library, and 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 we had we had access to it and looked at it back in uh, oh, about nineteen I think about nineteen seventy two I had my I had the first look at it, and and we got a. And we got a Xerox of it, and um, um, and one of our one of our members, uh, one of our one of our uh, longtime members, uh, Hal von Hoff, who uh, oh, had a PhD in in, uh, in German literature, um, uh, was uh, from Yale, by the way. Um, he. Uh, was fascinated by it also, and and agreed. He was, uh, he had he had uh, he had German. Uh, okay, uh, we we reviewed it. We reviewed it in um, in um, 
from Lynn Thorndike has a nice summary of it in 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 uh, eight volumes. You know, eight volume set of uh, history of magic and experimental science. And so we knew what it was about. And so uh, essentially, I asked Hal, and he and he wanted to. I said. Can you translate the, uh, the the Sabean planetary rituals for us? The, primarily the planetary invocations. And Al said, "Yeah." And he said, "Yeah, I'd like to do that." So he did. And uh, so we we uh, in, in our in our reborn seventh ray, uh, we used to uh, do a, do a journal called the Seventh Ray back back in nineteen started in nineteen seventy two and, and went on through nineteen seventy eight, and then we discontinued it. For a while, and then then it was reborn in 1999, and the first book of the reborn seventh ray, book one, which we call the blue ray because the cover is blue on parchment, we have uh, uh, we have quite a few interesting things. The first publication of Book H from uh, uh, Golden Dawn's Secret Enochian docu- document, and uh, that was the first publication of that. And uh, then we had Divine Numata by by Hal Van Oat, and that's the Sabean planetary rituals from Picatrix reconstructed. And uh, so we were first on the scene with uh, with uh, the uh, with the material from with material from Picatrix. Uh, we were the first ones to do it. But however, uh, a few years later, um, Boros Press up in Seattle. They came out with an Arabic picatrix. One of our one of our uh, members, uh, Jim Nobles, was was one of the sponsors of that. And uh, and uh, according to what <laughs> according to what I understand, they burned up three Arabs. They burned up three Arabs translating it. This they went directly from the Arabic original. And uh, <laughs> they burned up three Arabs. And, and the Arabs would get. Uh, it was almost like this. This goes along with the Necronomicon story, you know, like like oh, I can't say it, I can't, I, I can't do this anymore because there's there is a lot of what what you might call black magic in 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 Picatrix, um, and uh, and and you know, a, a devout a devout Muslim is not going to want to translate this book, uh, and and so it took. It took three of them. <laughs> finally, they finally got it out, and uh, and of course we have copies of that. It, Orboros Press. I think you can still get those the Arabic original. Uh, if you can't get it from Amazon, you can probably find it get it from the Libris or A Books or something like that. Um, it may be a collector's item now, but we still didn't have the one from Latin. The Latin one was the one, of course, that Agrippa used, and the one that that. Uh, that uh, all the European magicians used, and so that it was important that, that the Latin one come out. Well, Christopher Wardock was aware of that, and and uh, and so he and uh, John Michael Greer started working on the uh, on the Latin version, the one that I said that I got from the from the British Museum, and it took me a whole day to translate the first page, and and I gave up on it, but they started working on it, and. Uh, um, uh, both those gentlemen have a lot better Latin than I have, frankly. And uh, John Michael Greer's Latin is uh, uh, Christopher Warnock admits that John Michael Greer's Latin is better than his. So uh, they uh, they came out with uh, the European version of Picatrix in, in uh, 2010. Now um, the first version they had. Which I'm looking at right now, uh, they they got uh, they got a Lulu to run it off and the hardback, uh, and they had it. It was beautifully illustrated uh, by Nigel Jackson. Nigel Jackson did a beautiful beautiful job of illustrating this book with with, with uh, very flavorful Arabian Nights type illustrations, and. Uh, uh, unfortunately, the latest version that they've come out with, which has a black cover, and you can see it on Amazon, it's got a got a black cover with white. Uh, it kind of matches the. I think they kind of did it to sort of match the uh, the Llewellyn uh, version of Agrippa. You know, it's it's white white lettering on on a black cover. That one, unfortunately, they they 
they don't have the um, they don't have the Nigel uh, Jackson illustrations, uh, which is a shame because they're beautiful. And 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 what they did to make it different, to make the new version of Picatrix different than than the original one that they published, they added one paragraph from uh, from a book of poisons. Uh, that, that that was mentioned in Picatrix. They mentioned this 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 book of poisons, and and so in order to make the, this 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 other edition different from the first one, they added that that paragraph. Otherwise, they're the same. So I'm going to pass on 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 the black or on the black cover copy. Uh, now uh, they also, along with uh, uh, um, John Michael Greer's. Um, uh, Along with his uh, um, uh, and Warnock's Picatrix, they have a whole course uh, in Renaissance magical astrology, and they have a CD which, which we have, and it's very good. And they have a uh, and they have uh, another set of books that goes along with this course. And I'm going to I'll give you an idea of what you can get from them. Um, that go along with this, and, and if you're going to be a serious magician, you, you, you really need these books. One of them is called The Mansions of the Moon, and oh boy, and and, and Galatia, you know, really, any, any kind of serious Galatia education work, you, you really need The Mansions of the Moon. And they've done a beautiful job with that, and, and, and uh, it's, it's, you know, like a, like a lunar ephemeris. Because, as you probably know, the moon, the moon has its own it, it, its own zodiac. It, it's, it goes along the celestial equator. And then they have another one, wonderful little book called Secrets of Planetary Magic. And this this uh, is gives, gives you everything on, that you need to know on planetary hours. And it also has these wonderful illustrations by uh, by, by uh, Nigel Jackson. And and bless their hearts, they use the Orphic hymns. And uh, and just like we do, and and uh, like we've been doing for years, they use the Orphic hymns for the, for the planetary um, planetary invocations and evocations, and uh, and they have a very good planetary uh, hour system. And what they didn't have until recently, uh, in the planetary uh, magic, they did not have something on the uh, on the Camellias. So they got a, They got another friend of theirs, a writer by the name of Wade Coleman, to help him do a book and do a book called Kabbalah, the, the Kabbalah of Planetary Magic. And this gives you all your Kameas and uh, along with uh, along with a lot of, uh, of, of lore uh, that is not in the planetary, you know, the, the uh, Secrets of Planetary Magic book. So this gives you Really, when you when you take uh, their Kabbalah, planetary magic, and you take uh, Mansions of the Moon, and Picatrix, and uh, the Imaginibus, you and then their CD, uh, you got a complete course in in astrological planetary magic, and uh, you know this is this is really. Really, the the uh, if you if you really want to be a wizard, this is this is this is college level stuff. I mean, really, really college level stuff. Now, um, now let's talk about uh, uh, Diamagenibus for a minute here. Uh, the the new Diamagenibus, uh, they they replaced the one with the the the. the, uh, the uh, the, the Nigel uh, Jackson illustrations, unfortunately, I wish, I wish they'd been able to you know, hang on to those because those 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 illustrations are beautiful. I'm glad I got the original. Uh, now they replaced that with Astral High Magic, and then subtitled the Imaginibus of, of Thibet Even Karak. And uh, what uh, uh, John Michael Greer uh, did a more complete uh, translation. He's got two different versions in here. Of, of uh, each chapter in the book, and and because there are two different versions, were were along with the original, uh, the original that was um, just. Uh, I want to I want to cite where this thing originally came from here, and I'm picking through the pages here. All right, 
uh, I'll just read the first part of the introduction. Um, the imaginivus on images, or more loosely, how to make astrological talismans, has been generally accepted as the work of Thabit ibn Qura, the 9th century Peranian sage. It was translated into Latin in the 12th century by John of Seville, noted translator of astrological and astronomical works, as part of the great medieval translation project that brought the intellectual riches of the high Islamic culture of the Middle East, the inheritor of classic Greek tradition into Europe. And we are currently engaged in another great translation project in which the fruits of European esoteric tradition long locked away in Latin and in manuscripts are being translated into the modern lingua franca of English. This book is small but hopefully a useful part of the new reception of ancient esoterica. This translation of De Imaginibus is made by John Michael Greer from the Latin critical edition of Francis Carmaday in the astronomical works of Thabit ibn Qurak and includes two similar but different versions which Carmaday referred to as version I and version J. Now, that gives you the idea of what it is. Now this one, this one is has got a couple of square medieval type horoscopes in it, which which are good. So you can uh, one of them on the on the founding of Baghdad, uh, and uh, <laughs> I'm wondering if that was used before shock and shock and awe. <laughs> I doubt it. But anyway, um, the uh, then we then we've got we've got a couple of these square horoscopes in here. So it, it, this is perhaps a bit more technical than the first version. Um, but uh, quite frankly, uh, you will see as you read through it, you will, you will see how complex this, the making of these talismans really is. And you'll, you'll find, you'll run into, you, you, you need to know, of course, the difference between, uh, between uh, natal astrology and hoary astrology. Hoary astrology is, is another word for elective astrology. What I mean by elective astrology is, is, is you do the horoscope to make something happen. Uh, and in fact, these talismans, even though they're images, they're sometimes like little voodoo dolls in, in a way, or, or uh, little, little medallions, which however you want to make them. Uh, and and they the these little talismans these little little these little talismans are are themselves like little horoscopes, and that's that's the way this is this is done. It's very complex, and and there's a lot of um, there's a lot of different aspects in this kind of astrology in, in Sabean astrology. A lot of different aspects that that you don't have in in, uh, in in our modern astrology at all for instance there are the, the, the there are astrological signs that are considered uh, the signs themselves are considered um, uh, commanding and then and then obedient and uh, they're, they're, so obedient commanding signs are, are more powerful uh, are more powerful to do your work in, under commanding signs than uh, than than under obedient signs, and 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 you can and you can command the obedient signs. So you have uh, all sorts of aspects that you don't have in in in, in modern astrology. This is uh, this is why it is important uh, to have this this course in in Renaissance astrology, which which uh, Christopher Warnock teaches. Anyway, uh, we're just about uh, at the end of the at the end of the hour. So those of you who really really want to get uh, get uh, deep into uh, in, into astral astral high magic, I would strongly recommend that you that you pick up not just the Imaginibus, Unless unless you already have Picatrix, you, you you really you really need you really need Picatrix and you and and the other the other books in the in the series in the course, but um, this is this is a wonderful job and 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 I I I just can't 
uh, praised uh, John Michael Greer and Christopher Warnock uh, uh, too highly for bringing this out. I, I really think it, it's very important, and more power to them. And and uh, and uh, and next week, uh, next week, we'll see if we can find ourselves a. Uh, an interesting guest, and, and uh, you know, and uh, and get back on next week, same time, same magical station. And until then, uh, good magic, and we'll see you next week. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.